Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. What's up, Garrett? Good Thanks. morning, brother. Good morning. Uh, you know, you know. I heard you had an opportunity. You was firing me up. I was driving around yesterday listening to you on the fan with uh, Jeff Phelps talking about opening day. Super excited. Uh, and then um, we kind of gave up a, uh, a a little bit of a. <laughs> you up three. You up three. Every I think everybody in the city was expecting us to put that thing away. Um, but you know, your manners are a good team, good pitching staff. Um, your thoughts on opening day uh, in in the five to three loss? You know, it's funny. I was on with Jeff yesterday, like you said, and all I'm talking about is how Tito's the best manager or coach that I've ever seen in our city in my lifetime, and I'm 49 years old. And then yesterday in the sixth inning, Savali has that long, you know, uh, kind of at bat and, and back and forth, strikes out the kid to make it two outs, and it's like, all right time to bring Tim Heron in the lefty to face JP Crawford in a one run game. And he left Savali in there after that long at bat and, uh, and Crawford got him to tie the game. And of course he took him out, brought Sandlin in and then Nick didn't have it yesterday. And I mean, look, I don't know why anybody would pitch to Julio Rodriguez. That kid is unbelievable. But so, yeah, it's like we're sitting here talking about, you know, Tito always seems to push the right buttons. And I thought he left Savali in one, one batter too long. But other than that, for a team, uh, Garrett, that puts the ball in place so well and did so well and did such a great job of that last year and then on the road trip to start the year to strike out 13 times yesterday was a was not was not like the Guardians. So hopefully they they bounce back tonight. Yeah, I, I, this is this is. Uh, <laughs> I heard you talking and you were talking with the Phelps. Uh, you talked about you know some of the guys uh, you know like Rosario like, and you talked about uh, plate discipline. And so, you know, that, that is, to me, um, one of the areas that I, you kind of look at it when you talk about Josh Bell. I, I mean, he did finally have an RBI, but he, he has uh, struck out, I think, eight or nine times already uh, this this year. Uh, he's struggling at the plate a little bit. Oscar Gonzalez is a guy who, who you know, sometimes can get a little – uh, antsy at the plate and, and does not have the discipline as a younger player. And a Rosario as well, he goes through these stints where, you know, he's very, very super uber aggressive, and sometimes that works out for you, sometimes it doesn't. Um, you, you know, as a team that you're building that on and you're, you're built on running, you're built on, uh, you know, connecting and getting singles and, and stringing together hits, is that something you worry about uh, in, in the Guardians lineup? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I, I think, you know, when you look at it, they, 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 it's a high-contact team, like you said, puts, puts the ball in play. But there are times, you're right, kind of the streakiness 
uh, is a concern because you don't have a ton of power in that lineup. Now, they added Josh Bell, and I think he's going to hit 25 to 30 home runs when it's all said and done. And that kind of, you know, is definitely a big addition after what Fondo Reyes went through last year and just they had to get rid of him. So they need Josh Bell to kind of heat up when it comes to the power. But you're right. I mean, Rosario, that outside, you know, uh, you know, off-speed pitch, he kind of fishes for Oscar Gonzalez, same thing. Bell was a little bit in between on that first at-bat yesterday, but then finally got a fastball and smashed it, which was nice to see. But it's not a lineup that is, you know, from one to nine has a ton of power. So they have to put the ball in play. They have to kind of, you know, not fish for some of those bad pitches. I think they're going to be just fine. I do. I think five and three out of the gate is okay. The problem is, and you know this, G, it seems like every year, anytime there's a big crowd, whether it's one of those Friday night games, whether it's the home opener, yeah. they see, they seem to find a way to lose. Uh, you know, yesterday would have been nice just for, let's say, for future ticket sales. I think people know, but you know, for them to, to have held on and won that game yesterday, because after the three nothing lead, they were kind of shut down. Yeah, uh, you know, Matt, when you look at it, um, and you kind of split this season into thirds, right? You take a look at you know you know you know the first you know third of the year, uh, you don't have one of your best pitchers, um, and then and then the Guardians they don't really say too much about it. Like you look for information on like people that are injured or out on on the disabled list, they're like, yeah, he has a uh, shoulder thing, and you're like, okay, like how long is he <laughs> is he gonna come right. back tomorrow or the next day? They're like. Eh. So, you know, when you split this up into thirds, what is the expectation level uh, in the first third of the season uh, record rise or what you want to see when you don't have one of your best pitchers uh, in the rotation? Yeah, I mean, it's a big drop-off, and this is no offense to Hunter Gaddis, who pitched very well the other day, but it's a big drop-off when you're talking about losing Tristan McKenzie and having to insert Gaddis in the rotation. There are some teams right now, you look at the Giants, like San Francisco has like seven starters right now, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with guys like Manaya and others. The Guardians basically have five. They've got some depth with Gaddis and Curry, and obviously Gavin Williams and some of these guys in the minors are going to be really good when they get here. Um, but, you know, Gaddis was going to start the season in the bullpen. So I, I, I think it's a big loss. You know, losing McKenzie, you know, hopefully Bieber stays healthy. Some of those guys are just so, so valuable. Um, Minnesota's playing well right now, really well, and won a game again last night when they came back to beat Houston. They're they're kind of clicking early, although Gallo just got hurt, so we have to see about that. But I, I think for the first start of the year, you know, first part of the year, like you said, the first third, you kind of want to stay afloat a little bit. I'm not sitting here thinking that the Guardians are going to get off to this great start. I mean, they've had to play the Mariners twice, who are very good. They get the Yankees in here next week, who, you know, mm. should be right there again. I mean, the schedule's not the easiest here out of the gate with some of those, and they never play well in Oakland, although they did last week. But just, you know, I, I'm with you. Get McKenzie back, kind of get Josh Bell acclimated to playing in the American League. Um, um, you know, find out what you have at catcher. We haven't even brought up Mike Zanino. He's been brutal, Garrett. Oh, brutal. (laughs) I mean, he he can't. I mean, obviously, we want the reason Austin Hedges is gone is because he couldn't hit, but Hedgie was amazing defensively last year, and Zanino now is hitting, which is great. But my goodness, I mean, the amount of wild pitches that I've seen in the first week 
We didn't see the first three months a year ago. And you talk about Zanino, and here's the and he's not even throwing people out a second. Uh, so no. you know he he skipped one. Um, you know, kind of, they could have had a guy a second yesterday, I believe. Yeah, he skipped yeah. one. Um, and, and anything I find myself sitting there watching the games, and I'm like, anything in the dirt, I'm nervous. Any yeah. breaking pitch, I'm like, at least get your body in front of it and knock it down so you don't give up any runs. Um, and and that's you know obviously Hedges is a, is a guy who um, you know couldn't hit so you know it was just like you you just naturally included that as an out. But one of the things he did do well was he handled the staff well. He blocked all the pitches. He he got in front of things. He made sure that he was a, 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 a you know excellent defensive catcher. So um, I'll take your your power numbers. Uh, if yeah. you were going to give me a certain amount of, uh, you know, home runs or power numbers, uh, if if you're going to be able to not be able to stop balls and throw people out a second. I mean, I, I like the offense. I like the bat. There's no question you, you could see that Mike Zanino can hit. Um, and Austin Hedges, just that was never his thing. But, my goodness, like you said, I mean, even yesterday in that sixth inning, you know, Savali throws one in the dirt. You know he's going to throw a few in the dirt with the way that he kind of changes speeds. and. Zinino couldn't block it, and the runner got to third. And it didn't, when Crawford's hit would have scored the runner from second anyway, so it really didn't matter. But my goodness, the pass ball the other day from Bieber cost in the game, um, it's, a, it's a problem. Now, again, they've got three catchers, you know, Gallagher and Valoria, but something to watch, Garrett. Bo Naylor, first week and a half at Columbus, is tearing it up. I was just about it's to a, say that. O, o, OPS over 1,200, man. So. I'm not saying it's time to bring the rookie up here yet and just hand him this staff, and I don't think they want to, but if this continues with Zanino and just the defensive issues, you you may be seeing Bo Naylor up here June, July, playing the bulk of the time with you know, Zanino as his backup. It's possible. Oh, and, and Bo Naylor obviously was on, that, on a roster at the end of the year last year. Um, got a couple of plate appearances in the playoffs. Not too, Nothing great, but – like you said, like if he's going to be able to give you an upgrade behind the plate defensively, plus he's hitting the ball, he's he's stroke, stroking the ball right now. And listen, that might be a guy you're going to see. Let's get to another dude I've been trying to – I don't know how close this is going to happen, but you, you have Gavin Williams and you and you have uh, Tanner Bybee, uh, two guys that you know people are salivating over. And Bybee looks like he might actually be a little ready, ready first uh, in the pecking order – in front of Gavin Williams, I, where do you stand on Tito bringing those guys up? I know the Guardians are very, they're very, you know, <laughs> they're reluctant to do that. They they do a good job of, you know, trying to make sure guys are ready before they come up. Uh, Bybee, as a prospect and as a, chances of him being up anytime during this season, what are your thought process? Yeah, I mean, I'm mixed on it. I'm with you. I mean, you talked about injuries before and how the Guardians are notorious for you know, yeah, Tristan will be out two to eight weeks. <laughs> is it two or is it eight? Yeah, we that's a on, big difference. Know, they're real, real secretive on that. As far as their top prospects, you're right. I mean, I think last year we were surprised when they when they gave Gaddis a couple opportunities, they gave Curry a couple opportunities, but those guys are not as highly touted as, like you said, Gavin Williams, uh, Daniel Espino, and of course Tanner Bybee. Now Bybee's in Columbus, so that's good. I mean, that's the next step is to come up here. I'm going to be very interested in seeing tomorrow what happens with Zach Plesak. If he implodes again and it's back-to-back implosions, 
Um, would that speed up the process? I think it's way too early to say that, but the teams, the expectations are to win. This, this is, they're not playing around here. Zach Plesak's not 24 anymore. So, you know, would that mean that, let's say Zach has, struggles all of April. Does that mean he goes to the pen and then it's Curry's opportunity? Would they bring Bybee up? I'm not so sure. I think, I think the closest guy at Columbus of coming up here, like I said before, is, is Bo Naylor before Bybee. Um, you know, or a relief pitcher or something like that. But um, I would say it would still be a little bit of a, way, of a ways away. But, again, what happens tomorrow if, you know, on the Sunday start of Police Act, I mean, Police Act was so bad the other day. So the hope is he gets it turned around and they're giving him one last shot here, you know. Uh, we're talking to Matt Darion and the North Orleans said uh, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Uh, let's get into this. I, you know, I, I've looked at this time machine. I usually get in my trade machine, and I'll be looking around. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Um, this is completely hypothetical. If, say, for instance, um, I don't know, say the Angels, Shohei Otani. What if, like, like just accidentally, they're like, yeah, he's available, uh, the Guardians have a, a bunch of prospects they usually always do. And you said, look, you can get Shohei Itani for a rental, right? Yeah. How much How much would it take in terms of what they have uh, in their uh, farm system to get Shohei Itani for a rental? And do you think it would even be worth it? Man, that would be unbelievable. Um yeah, I think it would be worth it. Heck yeah. You'd probably you'd probably have to give up Oscar Gonzalez. I mean, they're going to want they're going to ask for Quan. You're going to say no. Okay. Then they're going to ask for Oscar next. I mean, they're going to want a big league player. They're going to want a pos- positional player, and I got to replace Otani. You know, at the big league level in the outfield. So it's either Gonzalez or Quan. They'll ask for Quan first, and you, you tell them no. They'll probably ask for Oscar. They'll probably you'll probably. You know, let's just, you're right. This is hypothetical. It's fun. You'll probably counter with, and we'll give you Will Brennan. Mm-hmm. The, you know, so that would be, that would start it. I mean, they would want one of Williams, Espino, or Bybee, and they would want Rokio. They would want all of that. They would ask for Rokio or Freeman. They would ask for, you know, I mean, it would be a pretty big haul. I mean, what Otani brings is not just he's the best player in the game, but. You know the double threat, the dual threat with the pitching, but he also would bring a bunch of uh, folks to the games. Mm-hmm. So um, that's probably where it would start. I mean, look, let's just see where they are around the deadline, and if if that would put them over the top, you're right as a rental. I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't stay here. I mean, that would take how much money? And I'm sure his people are going to want him to be in either L.A. with the Dodgers or in New York with the Mets. You know, to me, those are the two landing spots for him next year if he doesn't stay with the Angels. Yeah, I think the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> I think the Dodgers have the money to print. Um, he could stay out West Coast. He still is yep. in a really large city. Um, that's crazy. That, but but t- j- just from a, a fringe guy, from a fringe person like me, if you say the, the Guardians got Otani. Listen, I'm signing up for whatever they want me to. You, <laughs> 60 games, how many games is left? Like, give me one right. of them packages, whatever it is. Do, can you imagine the numbers down there at the park? And by the way, he's pretty good. 
<laughs> By the way, oh, he, he, he might be able to put you over the top. So. Oh, he's insanely good. And, and, you know, they did those $49 for the month standing room, which I think was a great idea just Brilliant. to get younger younger people into the, into the building and get them to the bars and everything else. I mean, they might as well just double that. You might as well just say now it's a hundred bucks yeah, for, yeah, the month, for the month of August. You know, drop that. I because he to me I've never and and I, this is a before we let you that this is a shame. You guys should be ashamed of yourself by not. He should be the MVP every year. How is there? How is there? I know Judge hit sixty some home runs. I get it. I understand it. But this dude, how is he not the MVP every year? How how is he well, not confused? It's because the team he's on. I mean, yeah, you know, MVP. I think a lot of times it's most valuable to his team, not necessarily the best player. And for Judge, I mean, the Yankees, you know, won the division last year. It's always been a good division. You know, the Angels, they just lose. You know, even even opening day, like Watani strikes out what thirteen A's, and they lose. I mean, they just, you know, the LA can't get out of it. The Angels can't get out of their own way, and they got a really really good team. Obviously, pitching has been an issue for them for years, but, you know, that's why, you know, that's why when, you know, back in the day, uh, Shaq never won. Shaq didn't win it, but Nash did because those Phoenix teams won, wow. you know. It's, uh, it's a good debate, though, for sure. To look back and say you have Mike Trout and Otani and it still didn't matter. That's crazy. I mean, just get to the playoffs once, dude. Just <laughs> falling, just sneaking. <laughs> right. I mean, there's 17 wild cards now. Let's do it. But uh, it's a long season. I think that Angels team will be will be hanging around, but I don't think they're going to win that division, you know. Matt, I appreciate you. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you so much for coming on with me this weekend. Appreciate it. Um, we'll keep up with you and the Guardians. All right, Garrett. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. I'm Matt Derry on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.